Warning! The anime egotists have opinions about stuff and other stuff. Please understand this while watching the video and know that no opinion is a fact. Not even yours. So please enjoy the video. Or don't. Eh. And welcome back to the Anime Egotist, where I don't know if I'd want to graduate from Dual Academy. I might just want to stay there forever. Yeah, that's right. We got me, Foster, or as most people know me by, Alex, and I'm joined by my roommate at Dual Academy. And I'm Williamson. Most people know me as Richard. That's right. And it's been a little bit since the last time we did one of these talks together, but the last time we did it, we talked about the worst duels in Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, for a show based on a card game that they're trying to set up the rules and all that for so that they could sell a card game in real life, um, they didn't do a great job. No, <laughs> was no. kind of our whole point. Yeah, especially when you had no idea what was going on, particularly in the original series. But we're not here to talk about that this time. We're here to talk about the best duels, whether it was storyline, the stories involved, the mechanics, somebody's deck. It's just just a lot of different things we could do. Just a lot of different things that made us enjoy these duels. Yeah, I mean, as we said, that we loved Yu-Gi-Oh, especially when we were growing up, I think... Uh, Alex still loves it a little bit more than I do right now, but that's... Yeah. But I need to give it a second chance, especially the um, 5Ds season. I've only seen parts of it, so... Yeah, you definitely need to, but... <laughs> like we said last time, this is only going to be the original through 5Ds. Mm -hmm. Sometime down the line, I hope we can do Zexel through Vrain's Ains, like, three apiece or something like that, but... With how often, how long Yu-Gi-Oh's gone, how many series they've been, we could be doing this for the rest of our lives. And from what we've seen of Zexel, neither of us actually want to watch it. I'm going to give it one more chance, but after that, like, I might I might just be like, no, let's just move on to Arc V, E, or Arc V, whatever the hell it's called. Okay, so, but anyways, we have our list, the best Yu-Gi-Oh duels in the anime. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start us off. Um... This one, uh, we kind of spoke about when they broke the rules a lot or set up random rules for duels in the first part and that usually didn't work out. But this one's kind of the exception to the rule, and that's the Yugi and Joey versus the Paradox Brothers in Duelist Kingdom. <laughs> Go ahead. So for if you haven't ever watched the original series and the first season especially, um paradox brothers are twin i forgot what they called them they're like star chip hunters i think du they something. call them dueling mercenaries yeah pretty much and they're brought in to uh just stop people from getting enough star chips to enter the actual finals um but they specialize in tag team dueling which at this point was unheard of we'd only ever seen uh duels that are single one-on-one -on -one. yeah basically uh, so, of course, Yugi and Joey are the two entered in the tournament, so they uh, team up and uh, win the duel in the end. But the way they break the rules is that they use, um, what is it, uh, wall, um, Maze Wall? What, uh, I forget the name of the card. Wall Shadow? Well, no, that's that's one of the cards they use, but it's whatever it is. It's a maze card, and it it's normally just a monster card you would use to defend yourself because it's got like 3,000 defense points. 
but it's in this case it sets up a whole maze and their monsters have to navigate it and it actually ends up being a really fun set of episodes in my opinion um they break the rules again as i said a lot because it makes no sense but it kind of set up the premise for dungeon dice monsters like half a season later Uh, yep Somehow, yeah. Well, I guess my thing, the, the funny thing to me about this is they keep saying the Paradox Brothers are like, oh, they're dueling mercenaries. They're the best tag team duelists out there. Meanwhile, they lost to Joey. Yeah, and then later lost to students at Duel Academy. One of them being Cyrus. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, we see all the our favorite monsters from those two. We see Red Eyes, we see Dark Magician, and this is the first time we see the Red Skull Dragon. Which Yugi just happens to just pull out. Like, just, hey, I've had the scar. I'm like, wait, how? We haven't even had, we, we didn't even know I had, we, we didn't even know we were going to get Red Eyes until we got here. Whatever, plot armor. And it was called Labyrinth Wall. That's it, yeah. So Labyrinth Wall is used and it makes that, but it actually had one of my favorite cards. Um, It was the, uh, the, um, tank card uh i always forget its name Labyrinth as well. tank yeah it's so it's technically tied to this but it's one of my favorite cards uh especially as a kid i always found that card so cool and i really yeah. wanted one yeah but what, like the card or just one in real life well both yeah obviously but <laughs> I, I can agree this duel was fun this duel was pretty fun despite the fact that nothing of not a whole lot about it makes sense but they kind of lean into that which does make it better not to mention the Paradox Brothers are... I Actually, I don't know what the fan reception is of them, if I'm being completely honest. I enjoy them, especially with the whole um, uh, premise of the you meet a stranger on... Uh, or you meet two strangers uh, at a fork under the road. One tells only the truth, one only tells lies. And you have to figure out that part uh, to figure out which door to go through. Yeah, I guess I, I can co-sign on to that. It was a fun duel. Mm-hmm. All right, so my first duel, the first duel I want to talk about, uh-oh, there we go. The first duel I want to talk about is is Yusei versus Akiza in the Fortune Cup of Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. Now, we, we all grew to love Yusei at this point, a noble, heroic, kind of serious type character, but we hadn't learned a whole lot about Akiza yet. And she was a, and she was a far cry from a, a lot of the other female protagonists or female main characters like she was serious she actually knew how to play she actually knew how to win but she also had psychic powers and didn't know how to control them and everybody was terrified of her so when you say first shows up and he's in the tournament everybody hates him because he's from the satellite because they they say oh we hate him because he's poor he's from the satellite which okay wow Oh, but he actually wins a lot of people over with him beating other opponents and him looking good in duels. While Akiza doesn't really do that. Akiza's pretty much torturing people throughout these duels. And the whole time, Yusei is basically trying to say, we can be friends. We don't have to do it like this. Like this. And she's base- she's been bullied her entire life. She kind of has a reason for being so cold and standoffish. And meanwhile, every- people Yusei's friends in the crowds are like, wait, is he holding back? Because a lot of his attacks are doing the right amount of damage, but they're not, like, destroying her or lighting her fire. They're, like, very simple, small attacks, which at first I didn't really understand, but I'm like, no, that that does kind of make sense. He doesn't want to kill this woman or anything. But throughout the whole tournament, he learns more and more about Akiza. They have a good, solid duel, especially between their two best monsters 
And the whole time, Akiz is saying, you're not going to stop me. You're not going to stop me. And Yusei's like, I'm not trying to stop you. I'm trying to save you. And he ends up winning the duel and kind of changing her perspective on life. And in the last few moments of the episode, oh, you hear her think to herself, thank you, Yusei. Like, it was a really, it was a great introduction to Akiz's character. The duel itself didn't go on for too long. A lot of Akiz's cards are really cool. It's just a really, it's a really fun duel with some great storytelling in it. Yeah, I'm just going to have to co-sign. I don't really know 5Ds well enough to... Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh... And trust me, it's not the last time she's. I'm going to talk about Akiza on this list. But I guess if you don't have anything to say more than that, then just, just go. Just go. Sorry, I don't know 5Ds well enough. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, so my next one... <laughs> My next one is uh, Yugi versus Arcana in uh, the uh, Battle City storyline. Oh boy, go ahead. So this one I just always really liked because it's Yugi versus his best monster again. Uh, well, I get not again for the first time. It's he's facing Dark Magician. Um, uh, there are parts of this duel that are kind of weird with um because i don't know uh does is it all dark magicians in the graveyard give um uh uh dark magician girl the boost or is it only in yours i always forget i think it's both i can i have a Yu-Gi-Oh app on me i can look it up right now oh. well he's doing that but uh, so pretty much, uh, Arcana is one of uh, Merrick's, uh, the main per- uh, antagonist for this arc's uh, lackeys. Um, he's, again, a magician, but he use- he specializes in using dark magician like Yugi. Um, actually, almost to a more effect, it seems like. Although Yugi, at this point, is starting to show that he has all the support cards for dark magician that were available at the time okay it's in it's every dark magician or magician of black chaos in the graveyard it doesn't specify who's so i guess technically it's fine okay so never mind i used to think that it was it'll it said only in your graveyard so that yugi cheated when arcana's dark magician helped him out oh he cheated regardless because that dark magic curtain thing it's like oh now i get to use it like no no you don't you actually don't get to use it yugi He but well, but oh my goodness! You see, Yugi, this is why you have the worst record out of all the Yu-Gi-Oh protagonists. Apparently, that's legit. Yeah, I, I saw someone do like the whole calculations for it. Oh my god, you, you suck! Anyways. Well, it it also doesn't help that he has like five duels in Duelist Kingdom, five duels in the next arc, uh, like two in the next in that mini arc online and all that. It's like he never actually has a like a hundred duels like Jaden and uh, you say have. Yeah. Well, he still finds time to save the day and be the hero when he doesn't need to. So whatever. I, I don't know. My thing for me is I don't hate this duel, but I don't think I like Arcana that much. Like he feels, I, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess for me, I always felt like he probably should have been more of a challenge for Joey or something like that. Like meanwhile, this is Yugi. This is the king of game. Hey, so why are you struggling against this guy? Like, he, they even made a joke about it in the Bridge series. He's when he was going through all of his most famous opponents. It's like, like all of my, my toughest opponents are here. And also Arcana. I'm like, yeah. 
I don't know. I just like this one because it's Yugi versus Dark Magician, and I actually really like the red-colored Dark, Dark Magician as a kid. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure he's black. Like, furthermore, one wait a minute, one question. In Battle City, it was you, the winner gets the loser's best card, right? Yes, but Yugi only takes, like, one card throughout the entire tournament, or two cards through the entire tournament. That's Red Eyes and Slifer. I was about to say, did he just leave that Dark Magician? That that kind of bothers me, because Arcana was like, I don't even need this Dark Magician. And the Dark Magician looks at him like, uh, what? What's happened? Thing. I, at that point, I would have been like, okay, you're, I won, you're with me now. I'm going to treat you like you actually mean something. And just imagine if he had had two Dark Magicians, at, so it, later on in the tournament you see him summon two. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been fine. But yeah, I mean, I can understand that. I think this might have been better in the Japanese when they didn't have the Shadow Realm and it's like, he's going to get killed or you're going to get your legs cut off. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. But yeah, I can understand that. I, I can I can, I can, can let you live based on that pick. All right, your next one. All right, my next one is Jaden versus Chaz in season two of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Okay, is this the return or uh, uh, which? No, we we went o- we went over this beforehand. I made sure to pick not not pick the one you were talking about. I picked the one this during the Society of Light arc. Oh, okay. I was just trying to be sure which one we were yeah. talking about. <laughs> so we talk. So one of the things about this duel that's really cool to me is like we get to see Chaz use different card or sure the cards that Sartorius gave him when he got brainwashed, but. We get to see a little bit of the psyche going into Chaz, like what happened, what he remembers, and all that stuff. Not to mention, he throws the Ojamas away, and Jaden finds them and puts them in his deck to help jog Chaz's memory. Which is weird, because I think he ends up summoning Ojama Knight, which I don't think Chaz had ever seen before. So I'm kind of confused how Chaz didn't recognize that card at first. Whether it was just his memory, or he just never seen the card before in his life. I, I, don't, I don't know. It was confusing. But regardless... Throughout the duel, Jaden keeps bringing back the Ojamas at the cost of his own life points, and they start reminding him, and they finally break it to him, and he finally snaps out of it and realizes what's happening. But instead of instead of it, it being along the lines of, oh, well, oh, maybe this, well, maybe he'll realize what happened. He's kind of just like, Jaden, you stole my cards. Give them back. It's, it's <laughs> like, what? No. We are trying to help you. Do- and he finds a way to get his Ojamas back in the duel. And the Ojamas completely turn on Jane because they're all celebratory with him. Like, thanks, Jane. You really helped us out. And now all of a sudden they're like, we didn't want to fight you, boss. But Jane threatened us with violence. And, J- and Chad's <laughs> like, yeah, that's something he'd do. <laughs> and Jane gets pissed. He's just like, I tried to help you guys and you throw me under the bus? That's what the hell is wrong with you? I'm, and the way the duel ends is actually pretty interesting because Chaz just switches monsters with Jane. He destroys his former most powerful monster, and he loses on purpose, thanks to its effect. And the Ojamas are kind of like, wait, why'd you do that? Do that? And it's and I want to say it's either Hassleberry or Ax or Aster's. Like, some cards you just want to get rid of. You just want to take them out. Oh, I don't know. Storytelling-wise, it was a really good duel. Jay, I felt like Jaden was the right person to bring Chaz back. I thought uh, everything after he came back was hilarious, and... Of course, it led to the dreaded him being like, oh, Alexis, now I'm going to save you, which never ended up happening, which is yet another misstep in GX, but it was still a fun duel. Yeah, this one, once I knew exactly which one, because, spoiler alert, there are a ton of uh, Jaden versus Chaz duels in GX. Yeah, one of so them during season... Exactly. 
Yeah, one of the fun fact, one of them during season three, the very first turn, Chaz summons a monster and he activates a spell card. Like, I activate this card. It lets me attack you the first turn of the duel. I'm like, okay, if you drew that card any other time than the very first turn of the duel, it would be completely pointless. It would be completely worthless. It's needless to say, that card has never been released and I don't ever want it to. I could see it being released as a in the new speed duels format um where it's based on duel links if you if you use it as a power so if you're going first you can attack in your first turn yeah but that that they're, they're gonna have to find some way around that because there's gonna be so many assholes running around just using it willy-nilly yeah but uh i agree with this I, I this is actually a really good duel um it took me a minute to remember which one you were talking about until you said uh, the whole part about the Ojamas, because if I remember correctly, he goes into the cave of lost duel monsters or something like that before the duel, because that's where Chaz dumped them. Yeah, that and that's oddly enough where he found them the first time. But yeah, it's just like, wow, there's a whole cave filled with monster cards that are just considered too weak to be used. And yeah, like, I, I would be there like, okay, you, 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 you know what, all of you, come, all of you come with me. But then again... Then you have to live with like thirty something dual spirits, and that could get kind of tedious. Eh, they don't eat anything, at least. True, true, but true, <laughs> but sometimes you just want some peace and quiet. Sometimes, anyway. So that's my. I think I know what your the next duel on your list is going to be. So you can go ahead and say it. All right. Um, so I'm also going to go with the Jaden versus Chaz just to get mine out of the way. Um, and that's uh, I think it's the halfway point in season one. Um, it's the one where. Uh, Chaz's brothers come back into town or come into the Duel Academy because one's the best business person, the one's an up-and-coming political person, and then and to control this world, you need someone to rule the Duel Monster world, and that's what Chaz is supposed to do. That's so fucking. That's so fucking stupid. Even in the abridged series, Chaz is like, "Wait, you guys do know that Duel thing has nothing to do with politics or business, right?" And they're like, "Oh." Guess we don't need you then, and they just hang up. I'm like, yeah, I do the same thing. That's that's really dumb. But so in the end, um, they bring Chaz like pretty much the briefcase that Kaiba uh, owned with. That's supposed to be all the rare monsters, super strong monsters that are. It's supposed to be like the best of the best, so that Chaz can build a deck around it. Um, and I forget how they in, how him and Jaden end up having to duel each other. Um, is it Crowlers forcing them to? Or is no, it... it's because Chaz ends up dropping out of Duel Academy and goes over to North Academy. And they're having like a school duel between the two. Well, that's later. I'm thinking before then, because I'm pretty sure this is the duel that happens that causes Chaz to leave to go to North Academy. Wait, you're oh, you're thinking, are you the, the, oh, that's the one where it was like the promotion exam. Everybody had to take a test. That's it. Yes. Okay. But as I said, I'm pretty sure the brothers are in this part. Yes. It's, so, yeah, that this is the one I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah, so we see, like, Armored Dragon. Uh, that, so this is the first kind of level monster we see where it's... Uh, although, I, I guess we've seen uh, Silent Swordsman or whatever it was back in the original, but... Yeah, Silent Swordsman, Silent Magician. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah we know what you mean. Yeah, so, but we've this is where we see um, Armored Dragon, and he levels it up, and... Uh, in the end, I, if I remember correctly, uh, Jaden manages to summon, is it, I think it's Elemental Hero, um, Flame Wing Man. Because at this yeah. point, that's probably his strongest, and he uses that to win. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Not to mention, we get the point of Chaz, like, freaking out in the bathroom. Like, you have to keep winning. You have to, putting mm -hmm. all this pressure on himself. 
And when Chumley and Cyrus are like, hey, Jane, you ready for this duel? And Jane's like, yeah, I guess. So like, I don't know. I heard Chaz freaking out. It kind of sucks that one of us has to lose. I kind of feel where he's coming from. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is Jay and Yuki actually acknowledging somebody else's feelings and understanding them? That's, that's, I appreciate that. The one thing about this duel, though, is a lot of people say Chaz should have won so he could stand up to his brothers. I completely disagree. I think him losing actually did help with his development later down the line, especially when he did end up dueling one of his brothers down the line. Not to mention... I don't I, not to mention, I don't know. I don't think, I think Jaden was kind of showing you can still lose and the, the world will still be fine. Mm -hmm. I, I can agree. And this one kind of led into the perfect, okay, Chaz drops out of Duel Academy, uh, goes out on his own, then gets lost in the tundra for some reason. I don't remember exactly how he gets there. He was on a boat, and the boat crashed or something like that. I don't know. It was it was weird. So pretty much he gets... It leads into North Academy, which is actually a really good mini-story arc that they do. And Yeah, uh, they, that episode beforehand was really good, because he, he loses all of his best cards at first, and he goes out and finds a bunch of weaker cards, but he learns to duel with technique rather than just simply power. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty much what he's done since the beginning of uh, the series, whenever we've seen him duel. It's only been one or two times at this point, but still. And it, this is kind of the crux for his character development that leads into the rest of at least season one. Season two has its own, has its own different things happen to him, as we said earlier, with him being... A member of the Society of Light and all that. Yeah, but this was a really good duel. I'm actually glad you had this on your list because I had both of their first, both of their duels on my list. So this this worked out well. Not to mention one of the funniest parts of this duel is when Jaden takes out one of his best monsters and Chumley in the sidelines, like exactly what I would have done if I had those cards. And Jaden was walking me through it, and Bastion's like, like, oh, is that so? Maybe he should hold your hand as well. I'm like, Bastion. What the hell? What's wrong with you? You'll say that. Well, this was back when he was actually. Everyone thought, "Oh, he's actually going to be good and a main character." And then let's not let's not talk about let's let's not let's not talk about that. Let's let's. You'll find that none of his duels are actually on here. Yeah, I, I, some of his one his duel against Jaden was decent. It just I don't know his duel against Jaden was good, and so was his duel against Chaz, but. He didn't duel enough for me just over the course of the series. And those were just okay. They weren't great. Y yeah, but he, I like that he stopped Jane from fusion summoning monsters. Okay, yeah, that was pretty good. Okay, so your next one, though. All right, since you like taking the piss out of Bastion, apparently, I guess we just have to move on. So I'm going to say, he, what a shock, another Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds duel. But this is, this, is, this is one that everybody really likes, I think. So I'm going to say Jack versus Carly. Okay, I think I actually know which one you mean. I haven't seen it, but I know what happens a little bit in it. So Carly, we, we know a little bit about Carly. Like Jack, he lost the Fortune Cup. He's kind of on a downward spiral at this point in his career. Carly's this reporter who wants a big scoop, but she also is practically in love with Jack. She helps him come out of his shell a lot, and by some... To make a short, a long story short, she ends up becoming one of the villains for the season. A dark signer. She mm -hmm. gets brainwashed. Okay. And the whole time, Jack is thinking, I have to get Carly back. I have to get Carly back. Whatever happens, I need her to be safe. So the whole duel, you can tell he's ki he can win, but he's trying to hold back. 
Not to mention Carly's deck as a Dark Steiner is far more impressive than her deck when she's just normal Carly. Look, I know there's probably there's some some strategy to her deck when she's normal, but I can't figure it out for the life of me. So, the, so it's one of the best Dark Steiner duels of just the whole arc and everything. And towards the end, Jack decides, you know what? If I can't help, if I can't help Carly, I'm at least going down with her. So he finds a way to end the duel via a draw. But Carly snaps back into it and realizes, no, that's that's not happening. Thing. If I'm gonna die, I need to die. So you find a way to save the world alongside you save everybody else. So she snaps out of it and ends the duel pretty much with a loss. Pretty much with the loss, and at the end of it, she's telling him, "Thank you so much for, thank you so much for bringing my life to what it was." And Jack's thanking her for just all, the, basically getting Jack back because he started off the series super cocky and arrogant, and she kind of helped him become a much nicer person. And rather than just hold her, and she just goes unconscious, she actually just fades, turns to dust, and fades away. When I first saw this, I lost my mind. I'm like, oh my, is she gone? Is she dead? And then, of course, she comes back later, good as new. Ooh, but she also doesn't remember her time as a dark signer, which I found kind of interesting, especially for what I'm going to be talking about later down the line. But I don't know. It was a really good duel, especially helped with her Jack's character development. And and honestly, it's it's heart-wrenching to watch, no matter, whether you're a new fan or whether you're re-watching it. Yeah, this is actually, I haven't, as I said, I haven't seen this duel, but this is one of those that I had heard about and has made me want to at least watch the Dark Signers arc from wherever point it starts. Uh, I know it pretty much starts at the beginning of the series, doesn't it? Or... Oh, no, it's like, the it's, I want to say it's like the second half of season one, because the first half of season one is like the Fortune Cup and everything. Okay, so yeah but maybe it's uh, maybe it's the second maybe it's the first part of season two i can't remember off the top of my head okay but i this is one of those duels that i've heard about that it's like wow this isn't what you watched as a kid they've actually are like building emotion in a duel versus here's a duel that you should be emotional about but you don't really give a crap yeah like all, um, just about all of the dark signers duels are, are good but i just wanted to include this one specifically because it gets you to feel the most but Callan versus Yusei is a very, is a pretty, actually, I'd say it's the third best, while Misty versus Akiz is probably the second best. I don't know. Hmm. Okay, yeah. As I said, I've heard that this is actually a really good arc, and I I always hate that I struggle through the first part of 5Ds. I can watch, I watch like the first two, three episodes, kind of through the prison, uh, bat, like the duel with the prison warden in, uh, there, and then I struggle after that. No, oh, that's weird. But so, I would, I would maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, I like I always tell people just once you get past like the first couple of episodes, then it starts getting good. Okay, I'll have to give it another shot again. All right, what's next for you? All right, so I'm gonna um, jump back. This one, I just I'm ready to talk about this one. It's uh, Yugi versus Mind Controlled Joey in uh, Battle City. Okay. So, uh, pretty much everything, like, Yugi's and Kaiba are in the middle of battling, um, the mask guys. I always forget their name, uh, like, Pain and Panic or something. Loomis and Umbra? Yes, that's them. You know, it's amazing that Loomis, Umbra, and Arcana have made it into Duel Links, but they're like a plethora of other main characters who haven't made it in yet. That's, but whatever. 
if if they can be in duel links put us in duel links for christ's <laughs> sakes yeah but um uh pretty much uh yugi finds out that uh all his that all his friends have been kidnapped uh well not all joey and tay have been kidnapped tristan's with uh joey's sister because reasons i guess well she's well she still has her bandages on so it's not like she can move around that much i like to believe that um the abridged series is more canon he's just wanting to date her well they they made that pretty clear in the first series too well man man she was popular with boys but whatever continue um so merrick's taking control of actually both joey and taya um taya's sitting in a place underneath in a chair underneath a cargo container that if they try to stop the duel from uh that he wants between joey and yugi she gets killed um if yugi wins joey's joey and yugi are attached to a giant anchor that's uh hanging above the water and the loser won't get access to a key and will pretty much drown. Is yeah, which is promise. weird because I I haven't seen the Japanese version of the stool, but I remember in the four kids version the the thing that was hanging over Taya it looked like hollowed out. So it looks like if it landed on her, there'd be plenty of space for her. Her, but that was pro I, I was probably just misreading it. But at the same time, I'm like, it's four kids. It easily could have just been like. We can't have the kids thinking Taya's going to get squashed. It, we might just have to think we'll just have to get a construction crane and just lift it, and then she'll be fine. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but the whole premise of the other part is, uh, at least in watching the four kids is when we were growing up, is that they'll be pulled into the water and down into the shadow realm. No, they're going to just drown. <sighs> no, they're just going to drown. Yeah, yeah, pretty, 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 pretty much. So this duel, it's pretty much the entire part of this duel is Yugi trying to wake Joey up. Um, he summons Red Eyes, reminds him that Red Eyes is his monster that Yugi's using because he won it back for him. Uh, he gives up the Millennium Puzzle, puts it on Joey's neck. And I mean, that's actually a really good moment where he, because uh, if I remember correctly, Merrick's trying to lift the puzzle up or something to either throw it away or set it aside so that he can get it later. Yeah. And Joey breaks through and stops himself from throwing it away. I would have liked if jo I would have liked if Joey had had like unlocked the puzzle and and like turned into Pharaoh Joey for a second. That would have been fucking hilarious. I seem to remember they did that on uh, Kids WB. They when this arc was over and it was uh, like the episodes between them taking off in the blimp and uh that duel they because there's like two or three episodes because isn't this way right after we see my and her lover or whatever or the this guy is, who wants to date her oh god that was uh, that that was that was such a terrible episode this was like an episode or two before that because you had a bakora episode in between that ah yeah but okay so back to this duel again we see some really good monsters again cards that they never actually seem to have except for this duel yes yeah. like yeah meanwhile one of the cards that that meanwhile when you think about it all those cards that jo because Merrick gave joey a couple of extra cards like hey use these to beat yugi meanwhile he's he never gave those cards back he's like oh you gave me like this really powerful card that destroys all my opponent's monsters this is mine now i'm not giving this back yeah use what you get um but yeah this one this one actually, as a kid, ha 
gave me the feels because i mean you can feel that yugi doesn't want to be doing it throughout this entire duel he's you see him holding back you see him trying to find a way where he can wake joey up and then uh ended in a tie so they either that they both can get keys and escape yeah meanwhile i also love everything going on in the background because friends are like for example example tristan beats the shit out of some rare hunter or it's like he they actually show him cracking his knuckles be like all right let's do this and at the and it shows the and the fights off screen of course and he's grabbing like where are my friends just look at, at, at the beer it's like yeah yeah and duke devlin shows up and throws dice at people for some reason and then my shows up and almost hits them with the car like i'm like okay there are a lot of coincidences happen but i'm completely okay with it also this is one of the few times i actually enjoy taya in a setting because she tells serenity serenity do not take off your bandages <laughs> yet because she thinks if the first thing this girl sees after being blinded for so long is her brother as a mind-controlled zombie it's gonna ruin her life and mm -hmm. when she does take off the bandages after joey and you joey has escaped it's him trying his best to save you yugi it's honestly i don't know i don't know that what that moment itself always made me it, it was always cool to me plus mokuba and kaiba show up and which <laughs> which when i think about it is hilarious because when he tries to stop the guy who holds the remote so great he kind of throws his blue eyes at the person like for, like dude what if he catches that is it just his now it's like oh thanks to the card dude mine well yeah uh, doesn't he say um in the abridged series doesn't he say um i summon blue eyes white dragon as he throws it or something Some, something like that but Here's the fun fact about this. I have this game. I have this episode on a Game Boy cartridge. You know, back when Game Boy cartridges did like mm -hmm. episodes of TV, that was a weird time. And, but I would rewatch these episodes all the time. It is one of my favorite duels of the series. Oh yeah, and as I said, this is like, in my opinion, this might be the height of this series because there were some okay duels in the actual tournament at the end um, of Battle City. But I never really loved any of the other arcs in there. But this one, it's like, wow, I love this episode. These episodes. Yeah, it was. I, I can definitely agree with that. That it was really good. All right. So your next one. Okay, this one's gonna be. This one's a little bit complicated, but just hear me out. Team Five Ds versus Team Unicorn. Okay, this is after. This is in the second tournament, which is after the uh dark signers arc right correct okay i i know when it happens i just don't know what happens okay so team you we we know team five these was originally supposed to be you say jack and crow and they were going up against team unicorn who was th who were three guys who i'm not going to say they were cheat okay they were cheaters to an extent but they had a practice duel against one of the members of team five these and they used a completely different deck than what they used in the beginning kind of throwing them all off and kind of tricking them they also use a card that seemingly causes dual runners to crash which i have no idea yeah how the creators of this card can keep creating these horrifying dangerous cards that can kill people whatever i i i'm sure you have to sign a waiver or something but during while practicing crow ends up getting hurt and they have they ask akiza who's still relatively new to turbo dueling to help them out which I really like because a lot of because several episodes earlier, Akiza actually got her turbo license and the the fact that a lot of people that apparently the rumor running around the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! fandom was 
Akiza was supposed to be a bigger member. Akiza was supposed to help with the main baddie in the last season, but Crow got so popular that they're like, you know what, let's give it to Crow instead. So it's kind of like the roles got reversed. So they, they helped Akiza out a little bit. I don't know. Okay. Not to mention... And this duel, this duel is interesting because it's three on three, but not necessarily just three people standing or three people riding or that sort of thing. It's two. It's one person versus one person, and then when one of those duelists loses, is the second person from their team comes out, and then after that, the third person comes out, and whoever has like the most duelists remaining at the end wins. The last duelist stick or the last duelist riding wins, and the cool thing is is even if you lose any cards out on the field, your your teammate gets to use after you. I don't know. It, it's an interesting concept that they did that they replicated well in the video game. But I'm not but I don't I don't know. But one of the cool things though is that they actually have Jack lose like they actually have Jack lose first, which makes it so Akiza is the one who has to step over and take in, which they do a good job of showing Jack's pride cost him the first part of the duel. And they actually show that that Akiza and Yusei worked on a strategy. Like, hey, take this card. You're going to need this card. And Akiza ends up summoning Yusei's Stardust Dragon, his best card. Right, which, at first, everyone's like, whoa, how'd you get that card? It's just like, he probably Yusei gave it to her. Guys, come on. But it's... And you, Akiza ends up losing, but she ends up sacrificing her life points to keep Stardust Dragon on the field. And the whole time, and afterwards, after she loses and leaves everything to Yusei, because she's gotten the guy, the first guy's life points down to about half before she loses. Like, you see her, and she is crying. She, because she feels like she let everybody down. But, the, but Crow's like, hey, look up. And he points, and her parents are in the crowd with a flat, waving a Team 5D's flag and saying, we're so proud of you, Akiza. Great job. And everybody starts applauding. Think about this. The girl who was considered a monster from everybody else has won the love of everybody in the stadium. It feels so much more real than when Naruto, oh, saved the world from pain. And everyone's like, yeah, Naruto, you're cool. I'm like, no, all of you are so fake. All of you are terrible. Oh, because it actually shows Akiza was actually starting to become friends with people and everything. Even the announcer starts crying. Like, he, like he sees everybody cheering for her, and he's like... <sighs> Uh, and someone just pats him on the back. He's like, "Yeah, well, let's let's go. Move on. Go. You say go, go." But the whole duel itself is just really cool. Like, I love the idea of you taking over for somebody and maybe having an advantage, even if you're down a person. A lot of people don't like the ending though, because the ending, if what the last person you say duels, he pretty much tries to get you say to lose by, like, having him run out of cards. But for some reason, everybody convinces him, no, that's a dirty way of winning. I'm like, uh, is it? Is? Nope. But then, then again, he'd been, they'd been cheating almost the whole tournament. So I guess in a way, it kind of makes sense with what I said earlier about dual runners crashing. So Yusei's able to turn it around and he wins. Honestly, it's just an awesome duel. This is one of those duels that the second I saw the first episode of it, I just binged the whole thing. I didn't take a break or anything. It's just an awesome, awesome duel. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting, especially because of the whole uh, tag team duel kind of style that they have there, uh, where they have to tag out after they lose, pretty much, but they get to keep stuff, so. Yeah, they replicated it pretty well in the video game. My only problem is you're the second duelist in your team, and if you lose, then it's just game over. I'm like, wait, 
So the third person on my team just automatically loses. What you you don't trust my you don't trust my teammate Misaki? She almost beat me one time, uh, but <laughs> but obviously there's like you have to be the hero. But whatever. Like I said, it was a really unique duel, and I'd like to think that if we got more Yu-Gi-Oh video games like we've talked about before, this one could be one that they could replicate this style of, especially online. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be an interesting way of doing it. I'm trying to figure out, yeah. <laughs> That would be very interesting, but you'd have to like time it so that uh, you have like uh, people who would sub would be able to stay there because or if you uh, I'm just thinking like if uh, oh I drew number three well I got to come back in thirty minutes <laughs> something like that. Not to mention in this duel, everybody in the pit crew had Team 5D's jackets and, like, hats and visors. I'm like, okay, I need one of those. I need one of those jackets or hats. But, yeah, this is this was a really solid duel. The ending being kind of in question at times, but I still think it was worth it. I still think everything else about the duel was, like, an A or an A+. Plus. All right. All right, so we're on to honorable mentions now. Right? Yep, that is correct. All right, so I'll get my one out of the way, and if I have another one by the time you're done, then we'll... Uh, go from there but uh my honorable mention is uh jaden versus zane at the graduation duel okay that was one of my honorable mentions so we can talk about it together all right so this one so pretty much as you know of course uh zane is the been the height he's the best of the best at the academy jaden's never come close to winning against him in a, any duel so far i think they've dueled twice before this yeah, I think it was like once, and Jade, and that that was really early in the series. Like, and Jaden lost, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, and then it's because uh, it's over. Um, the first one's over um, Cyrus getting to use Power Bond. Yeah, basically. Um, then there's another one. I think that they just duel for a bit. It's not. It's just more fun, or I don't think they do. Reason. They don't duel before. Like those are the only two times they. they are? These are the only two times they duel, if I recall. I think they dueled like once in season three, but I I don't know if you've seen that. Probably not. But so yeah, uh, so this one is Zane's getting to graduate. He's number one in the class. He gets to pick anyone at Duel Academy he can, he wants as his graduation present from the Duel Academy, and he picks technically very low ranking Jaden. Uh, as his opponent and it's just you get to see that they're most powerful monsters you get to see Jaden's growth at this point he's now even though he's still technically ranked low being slifer red he's real he's fighting the number one student and holding his own now yeah definitely i'll let you go into a little bit more detail Oh, well, also they do the great story of Jade, of like Cyrus kind of gets in Jaden's head. He's like, he's the one person you haven't beat. So Jaden kind of like gets himself in his own head and he starts playing more strategically and it actually kind of is to his own detriment because Zane's like, this isn't the Jaden I want. What happened to the Jaden that we all know? Why can't you just duel like yourself? And all of a sudden, Jade, because Jaden think, keeps freaking out, like, I'm not used to this. And all of a sudden, his stomach starts rumbling. Miss Dorothy brings him some food, and he's basically back to normal. Mm -hmm. So it show, but so it just shows that if any, if you see anybody upset, just feed them, and you'll be fine. Plus, I like this that this duel ended in a tie, basically, mm -hmm. and the, everybody's applauding and everything. And just, 
I don't know. One of the funnier parts is Zane keeps bringing back Cyber and Dragon. And, and Jade at one point is like, you know, I'm really getting sick of seeing that. I'm like, dude, that's every duel I'm in. People keep bringing back their monsters after I get rid of them. And I'm just like, oh my god, go away. Yeah, the, one of the really good parts about this duel is, um, again, as you said, the tie. And if I remember correctly, don't doesn't Zane and Jaden collapse on the stage, on the duel stage together, and yeah, just, just start, start laughing? La- yeah, they just start laughing. Which is really... Like, because Zane has been so serious through the entire series up to this point. I mean, yeah. I don't think you've seen him laugh, except for maybe in the background in an episode. Despite the fact he makes some jokes here and there that I'll get into at one of my one of my honorable mentions. But yeah, overall, I think this is pretty a really good episode and or episodes. I think it's two episodes to end. This yeah, it was season. like the last two episodes of season one, I think. And it pretty much solidifies that Jaden's now the best student at the academy, despite the fact that uh, none of the teachers promote him up, even though all of his friends get promoted. Yep. Okay, so my next honorable mention. Go ahead. Joey versus Valen in season four. This duel is so goddamn stupid. This duel is so fucking ridiculous, but I kind of love it because Valen's deck is basically just filled with armor cards and rather than making like an armor monster it just basically gets onto him and he turns into like this armored mech thing and of course joey being joey decides oh you know what i have this red eyes armor card i'm like uh what what how come we've never seen you have this before where did you get this card and furthermore if this card ever gets released in real life please tell me we can actually turn into red eyes power ranger type things like it was ridiculous not to mention they were actually swinging at each other and just beating the crap out of each other and it, it's just it's a hilariously stupid ridiculous duel that and i love it yeah yeah i can't hate this duel not to mention in not to mention valen probably has the best backstory out of anybody or Raphael have the best backstory out of anybody in that awful season four because valen's the church Valen went to burn down and he beat the crap out of everybody there. And then the bridge series, it's like, well, wait a minute, but you got revenge on the people. Why do you still hate, do you still hate people because of that? It's like, oh no, I don't hate people because of the fire or anything. I just hate people. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you dude. But like I said, this duel is so ridiculous and so stupid, but it's epic and kind of awesome at the same time. Yeah, it's, like the it's the bright spot in a really bad season. Yeah, and it's like somebody said, Joey Wheeler has just become the most badass character in the series. Nothing makes sense anymore. And then of course we get uh, Tristan yelling, "Oh my God, he's asleep!" or something along those lines in the Bridge series. Uh, yeah. Anyways, the next duel on my list. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Jaden versus Blair. Okay. This is another one of those tools that's so stupid and so bizarre. So Blair comes to the island and she's got, and it's revealed that she's a girl. And she's like, oh, well, and Jane's like, fine, I'll keep your secret as long as you duel me. Duel me. So they have a duel and she has the card Maiden in Love, which causes other people's monsters to fall in love with it. And the duel itself is not that good. But the fact that we get to hear these monsters talking and falling in love with each other is so goddamn weird. Like we get to hear Sparkman and Avion talking. It's We get to hear Bersinatrix talking at one point and we kind of learn 
Brasinatrix runs that deck because everybody else is terrified of her, which I would be too. It's just a weird, bizarre, especially with J with Chumley, Cyrus, Alexis, and Zane watching, and Chumley and Cyrus fall in love with the car. And Alexis is like, you guys know this is just a card, right? And Zane's like, oh, you don't know who you're talking to. When Z when Cyrus was little, he claimed he was going steady with the Dark Magician Girl. And he says it with so much disappointment. <laughs> Nothing about this duel makes any sense. It's so weird. But it's hilarious. And it actually makes Blair one of my more favorite characters, especially with just... Because she developed, because she developed when she returned in like season two, late season two, and all of season three, she was a much more mature character. Or like she wasn't all, she still liked people, but she wasn't all like lovey dovey about it. It was a lot more mature, especially in the third Yu Gi Oh! Tag Force game, which I'd love to talk about that storyline, but just not right now. It's a hilarious, weird, it's a, it's a funny duel. Well, even if you don't like the characters, it's, it's, it's a funny duel. All right, and then uh, do you have one more? Yeah, this is my honorable, honorable mention. This isn't from the anime, so it's an, uh, like I said, it's an honorable, honorable mention. Like an honorable mention with an asterisk. Mm -hmm. Any duel my parents had with me. L look, my <laughs> look, my parents are good people, mostly. But the thing is, they didn't know how to duel. I didn't know how to duel. They just did it so, so I'd have somebody to play with, because all of my friends lived far away. Hey, none of these duels made any sense. They were based on, like, the Duelist Kingdom rules, which nobody knew. <laughs> I didn't know how to play. They didn't know how to play. They clearly weren't having any fun. But they, they decided to play with me regardless. And they, de they decided to take time out of their busy lives just to spend that with me. So I had to give them a shout-out. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah, I, my parents never really wanted to play Duel Monsters. I Really, by the time... I got an, a whole bunch of cards, and none of my friends actually had enough cards to duel with. They had like one pack. Oh no! Well, I've dueled you. I've dueled your parents before. It is they are ridiculously strong. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to know the types of decks they had. It was it was ridiculous. Fun fact though, my parents liked playing Beyblades with me. That that was because that's just so much simpler. Yeah, well, let's just spin a top and hope yours doesn't blow up on the. On yeah, the and hope you have to summon your bit beast too. Remember that you have to scream its name. Whatever. Anyway, what's your last? What's your last duel? So I think this one we mentioned actually on our worst list as well, um, and that's Joey versus Merrick in the uh, in turn. <laughs> this duel as we said, is so good. And again, it, the way they ended again, just hurts this. I mean, again, it really should have ended with Joey becoming, winning the duel, getting, um, the winged dragon of raw. And then it, uh, it's him and Yugi in the finals. And that's how he wins red eyes back. He, he just uh, like, Yugi goes to hand him Slifer at the end of the next duel. And he's like, no, give me red eyes. <laughs> Yeah, or they, or alternatively, they could have had Yugi beat Joey beat Merrick and Kaiba beat Yugi. So Kaiba has two Egyptian god cards. He's like, oh, I have to beat Wheeler, no problem. And then Joey wins and just sends Kaiba into a depression. And he's like, I lost a Wheeler, Wheeler. This well, is the we, worst day of my life. Joey has the uh, the staff uh, thing, so he sends Kaiba to the shadow room when he wins. I'm okay with that. That, no, and you know what? In all seriousness, though, if Joey had won, I would have loved to have heard the 
wing dragon of raw chant that you had to use to summon it, but I would have loved to hear it with a Brooklyn accent. And no, the but... ambiance and everything is just in a Brooklyn accent. But again, at, at this point, you this is again another one where you see Joey's growth. He's you kind of saw it in Duel's Kingdom, but not really. He was just kind of always there. Um, but here it's like he's going up against he's got a major disadvantage. His strongest monster, at, I think, in his deck at this point is Jinzo. He doesn't have a stronger monster right now. Well, it could eliminate traps, and back then that was like a really, really big deal. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, all three of his opponents have Egyptian god cards and uh, other ace monsters. Uh, like, he uh, kind of still has blue eyes. Um, Yugi still has Dark Magician and its multiple different forms that he can summon. And then Merrick has something else. I, I remember he had having one other big monster, but that was it. Yeah, oh, I'm, not gonna Merrick's, it. I'm not going to lie. Merrick's I'm not going to lie. Merrick's deck was pretty like Merrick. Everybody points out that Merrick's deck isn't all that good, but then again, at times Joey's deck wasn't that great. Like Joey, well, the thing about them both is Merrick relied on the Shadow Games a lot. And Joey relied on luck a lot. So if you mm -hmm. negated both of those, you, they would be easy to beat. So in a sense, this duel kind of was the perfect match. True. But again, it's really the ending that takes this duel down for a lot of people. But overall, I mean, you see Joey and he's always finding a way to win in this duel. And it's really, it just flows really well. And I, in my opinion, it's actually a really good duel. It's just the ending where he passes out is what causes the issues yeah yeah the, here, here's the thing i don't necessarily part of me the ending really really sticks out to me and it's a, it's one of those things where like here's i understand where you're coming from but at the same time though oh it does it does make joey look good especially when he's able to take out trap cards and kind of trip up merrick especially when he activates question he's like you have to guess the monster at the bottom of my graveyard. And Merrick's like, uh, uh, uh. It was like, Merrick, you, you can take a guess, dude. Like, just pick at literally any monster. And Joey actually starts mocking him. He's just like, all right, five, four, three, two. I'm like, all right, time's up. I'm like, wait, there are time limits on cards? Uh, the, I mean, do it in a reasonable amount of time. True, true. Well, I don't know how long most turns last, but whatever. I can... I can I understand where you're coming from, but I am still salty about the ending. Yeah. I'm so, next. Yep, your final one. All right. The last duel on my list is Yusei and Callan versus Lawton. Okay. Is this the ending of the Dark Sinners arc? No, this is the Crashdown arc, which I talked about in a previous video. Okay, go ahead and talk about it because I have no idea. <laughs> Okay, so you don't know what I'm talking about. Nope. You son of a bitch. Okay, <laughs> so one of the, so I've talked before about the Crashdown arc, so I'm not going to get too much into ooh, the actual overall arc itself. But basically, Yusei and Kaladin have to team up against Lawton to get their freedom and the freedom of the town itself. That they're not to mention the two kids that live in the the town Crashtown. Oh, one of the, so Lawton has this dick. Uh, where do I start with this? Crashtown has these unique set of rules. They have the these unique kind of rules where it's basically 
whoever draws their car- their five cards first gets to go first in the duel which it's kind it's kind of because every because it's kind of like a cowboy western town so I guess it's kind of like in a duel. Whoever draws first is probably going to win. That sort of thing. Okay. Which I kind of like. They even replicate that in the video game, like I've talked about. But anyways, one of the cool things is they both take him on. But rather, but Lawton says, fine. But if you're going to take me on, I get to draw ten cards instead of five. Which I'm like, it seems like you're going to run out of cards faster. But whatever. So he summons one of his most powerful cards, which... Which, if he sends his face-down cards to the graveyard, he can do damage. So, if he sends all five face-downs to the graveyard, he can finish the duel in one turn. He does that to Callan, and Callan's life points fall to zero. So, we're all like, oh, shit, Yusei's on his own. That's not entirely true. Because he get, because Callan gets up, and it's it shows that, hey, I'm still alive. It's like, wait, what, what did you do? And Callan's like, oh, I use this card called Infernity Zero. Oh, if I sac- if I like discard it or something like that, I can keep dueling even if I have zero life points. I'm like, that's not fucking fair. That's so not fair. But then he comes back with a he comes back with the draw the drawback of once I get damaged three times, it's over. I'm done. It's it's an interesting way to go about it. And not only that, but the whole time Callan's like, what are you doing? And why don't you damage me? Go ahead, try it. See if I can. Here. And Lawson's like, no, I'm gonna hold back. And Callum proves after each turn, he's like, ooh, with the card I just drew, you should have finished me when you had the chance. I would have had no defenses. <laughs> but him and Callum, you say, really work well together. The drama is heightened just with everything going on in this town. Not to mention, at one point, the henchmen of Lawton are kind of like, wait a minute, this doesn't seem right. Right, like, why are we doing this? We should be fighting to protect this town, not, like, ruin it and rule it for ourselves. So they kind of stand against... They stand against Lawton and his... And his I want to say it's his wife, Barbara. And they get shot with a gun. It, it's like it's like the gun from Batman from the Arkham games. Like, it just oh, stuns like the electricity. Okay. It wouldn't... It would not actual bullets. That would have been... That would have been... That would have been unnecessarily dark, but, but so, well, the whole time, so they're about to basically finish him off, but Barbara grabs the kids and she's like, if you make one more move, I'm going to take these kids out. Meanwhile, all of a sudden, Jack and Crow show up up to save, because all four of them used to be in a group together, which we talked about last time, and they come together and they basically get the kids to safety and Jack's. And rather than, like, throwing a card or something or, like, distracting her, Jack kicks Barbara uh, to get the kids away. And he's like, I won't, I'd never lay a hand on a woman. But the second you lay your hand on the children, that's when he goes too far. I'm like, damn, these hands are rated E for everybody, and I love it. So, I'll, so, so, the, apparent, fun fact, though, the duel ends differently in the Japanese version than it does in the English version. Okay. So what happens is in the Japanese version, Lawton runs off, and Yusei gives Callum the ultimate blessing of "Use my dual runner to catch up." Up, so he's letting somebody else ride his motorcycle. I don't know if I could ever do that. <laughs> so he gets, so he catches up with him. He gra- he grabs Lawton, and they finish the duel by themselves in the Japanese version. In the English version, it's a little bit different. In the English version, Lawton's like, "Oh, I bet you want to finish the duel now, huh?" Uh, and Callan's like, I would. I'd love to do that. But you showed me you're a coward. You're not a duelist. So this duel's over, and you're just going to jail because security had showed up and everything. 
So basically, Callum said, I'm not going to give you the honor of finishing you off. You play like a coward, you're going down like a coward. And he basically says, I'm like, Callum, relax. I started laughing my ass off when I was rewatching this. I'm like, that's so cold-blooded. I respect it, though. So the four friends get together. Everybody forgives Callum for what he did. And in team, and four... What was it? Four kids... Fun, and it shows them all reuniting. Hey, and somebody said the Enforcers are back, because that's what they were called in Team in the Four Kids version. Meanwhile, in the in the Japanese version, they were called Team Satisfaction. Yeah, I would have gone with the Enforcers too. This is one of the few times where I'm like, no, Four Kids, you made the right call. Oh, and they renamed the town Satisfaction Town, which sounds just ugh. Either way, though, it's a badass duel. I love how Callan has all these combos. And I need to apologize because I misspoke about Callan's deck during when we talked about the best arcs. I said that Callan's deck was focused on him having one card in his hand. I was I misspoke. Turns out Callan's deck is full of monsters that activate their effects when he has no cards in his hand. So that's his strategy, having no cards in his hand at almost all times. Just to, just to make sure I'm thinking of the right person. Is Callan uh, one of the dark signers in the first start, and he yes. later on becomes a good guy? Again, yes. he was part. He like I said, he was part of the enforcers with Yusei and everybody else. And what I didn't know until I looked up it up for was Callan's original dueling philosophy before all of this happened was he'd like to have as many cards of his, in his hand as possible so he could have unlimited possibilities. And now his dueling philosophy is, no, I don't need any cards in my hand for this deck to work. And his deck is really fun to watch. Overall, it's a great duel, a great ending to the arc. And I actually prefer Callum being like, no, you you duel like a coward, you're going down like a coward. This duel's over, you're you're all going to prison. And they eventually help rebuild Crashdown, and, and it helps ties up Callum's arc. It's a fantastic... The whole arc is really good, but the duel itself is fun to watch. Hmm. This sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. Not to mention, we get the building known as, in the Japanese version, the Classy Ass. <laughs> I am dead serious. Alright, I think that wraps that up. That wraps <laughs> it up. So guys, what duels did we miss? It's a we, I know we missed a lot of them, we missed some obvious ones, but just let us know. Oh, did you not like any of our duels, or did you like our duels but for different reasons? So just let us know, let us know and we'll get back to you. I don't know what our next video is, but we got to talk about that. Yeah, we'll be figuring some stuff out and uh, finding time to uh, get you more content, guys. That's right. Hey, but anyways, we will catch you next time. This has been Alex. And Richard. And this has been the Anime Egotist. And with the Anime Egotist, if you disagree, you're wrong.